This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Andy Johnson. Another important topic today. It's called What's Wrong with Special Ed World? This is a series of podcasts looking at Bizarro World or Special Ed World. Today we're going to focus on medical models, appropriate instruction, least restrictive environment, some reading instruction, and a tiny bit of systemic racism. But a disclaimer up front, this podcast addresses issues in special ed world. In this podcast, I am not referring to any particular school, school district, university, or teacher preparation programs. I am instead addressing issues within the larger field of special education. Most of the special education teachers that I have interacted with are incredibly talented, knowledgeable, and hardworking. But sadly, they're trapped within a broken special ed system known as special ed world. Now let's take a look at two models of disabilities. Theoretical models provide structures for perceiving the world and thinking about things that exist within that world. Two common disability models are the medical model and the social model. Let's take a look at the medical model. The medical model views disability as something that is wrong with a person's body or mind. Here, the term disorder is often used in place of disability. For example, in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM-5, intellectual disabilities, Autism Spectrum Disorder, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, and Specific Learning Disorders are all listed under Neurodevelopmental Disorders. In case you didn't catch that, Specific Learning Disorders, according to this model, are a type of Neurodevelopmental Disorders. And of course, if a thing has a fancy term, it must be real, mustn't it? A disorder here is a term used to indicate that some part of the body or mind is not functioning as it should be. There's an order that should be, and this thing is out of order. Within this medical model, Disabilities or disorders are viewed as deficits. Once diagnosed, treatments are prescribed to fix people with disabilities. Trained specialists administer the treatment in order to get the disabled person as close to normal, and I use that in quotes, as possible. And sadly, the medical model still dominates the special education system, a system in which students of color are disproportionately represented. This means that in our educational systems, 
a disproportionate number of students of color are seen as having a deficit. Now, the social model, in contrast to the medical model, suggests that people with physical or other impairments are disabled by the way in which society acts. Here, the disability lies not within the individual, but on the social plane. With this model, a distinction is made between an impairment and a disability. An impairment is a condition or a part of the body or mind that is non-standard. For example, being blind, missing a limb, having a defective organ, or having a mental health condition are examples of impairments. A disability is the disadvantages or restrictions caused by a social group that ignores people with impairments, thereby excluding them from full participation in the mainstream of that social group. In other words, restrictions turn an impairment into a disability. No restrictions, no disability. Restrictions, disability. Person in a wheelchair with no ramp, no disability. I'm sorry, person in a wheelchair with no ramp, disability. Person in a wheelchair with no ramp, disability. Uh, with ramp, no disability. You get the idea. I mess it up the more I try to explain it. But in an educational setting, the following types of restrictions often turn impairments into disabilities. These are restrictions that turn impairments into disabilities, class sizes that are too large, poor quality of classroom instruction, unqualified or underqualified teachers, one-size-fits-all types of instruction or programs, high-stakes testing, mismatches between students' culture and classroom curriculum, culturally biased assessment and instruction, overly harsh and unjust discipline, teacher bias, and generally treating students like products moving down a conveyor belt and not like people. And these types of restrictions are much more likely to occur in schools serving poor communities, which, by the way, tend to include students of color at disproportionately higher rates. Now, let's take a look at the Individuals with Disabilities in Education Act idea. This states that in order for schools to receive federal funds, they must provide free, appropriate public education to all children with disabilities. Further, these students must receive special education services in the least restrictive environment. This means that to the greatest extent possible, students with special needs are to be educated in a general education classroom and not in special ed world. Now, when reviewing the literature on disproportionality in special education, it becomes clear that both appropriate and least restrictive are subjective terms open to a 
wide variety of interpretations. For example, appropriate. Appropriate education means that instruction is directly related to each student's individual educational needs. Yet, instruction in special education settings is too often more standardized than individualized. That is, whole class instruction in these special ed resource rooms is used to implement standardized instructional programs and methods. In terms of reading instruction, this can often have a deleterious effect. There are no magical one-size-fits-all reading programs that work best for all students. There are no super-secret special education strategies that only specially trained special educations can implement specially. Instead, there are master teachers who have a variety of research-based tools in their teaching toolbox. And these tools should always be adopted and adapted to meet the unique needs of their students. In other words, instruction should always be modified so that it is appropriate to meet the needs of the student and the teaching situation. What might be appropriate for a third grade student with reading difficulties in Blackwater, Arizona is most likely not appropriate for a third grade student with reading difficulties in Edina, Minnesota. Let's take a look at least restrictive. Least restrictive environment means that students with special learning needs should be in the general education classroom to the greatest extent possible. Special education should be a service, not a place. However, when compared to white students with the same disability label, African-American students are more often educated in these highly restrictive, segregated special education settings. And once students are placed in a segregated program, the chances that they'll drop out of school, be arrested, be imprisoned, and or be unemployed after graduation all increase. It's impossible to deny the fact that, whether intended or unintended, there are systems in place that disadvantage and restrict people of color in our educational system. And this is called systemic racism. This has been the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson.